Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good to be back with you all again online this Wednesday. Incidentally, uh, it's supposed to be our Grace Chapel founding day and things like that. And so we're celebrating 26 years of having registered this uh, local church. And God has been faithful in spite of all manner of ups and downs that have happened in between. And I'm glad that you're all still tuned in and listening and giving God the glory. So we rejoice. Hallelujah. Let's worship our King who's worthy, who began a good work in us, who's faithful to accomplish it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're a faithful God. We bless you. We thank you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Jesus, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. Spirit, we love you. We worship and adore you glorify your name in all the earth glorify your name glorify your name glorify your name in all the earth father we love you we worship and adore you glorify your name in all the earth glorify your name glorify your name glorify your name in all the earth Hallelujah. You are worthy. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Lepokura kasikarababal marada branda kalmada krasapala daramande. Worship you, Lord. Na prezibri de belberete parakasamala branda. Hallelujah. Seporokuze brende belberede mente. Worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Aramakari masukuri makalbara kalbara dabaya. Oh, you're worthy, la bramal barama karabashi karamandara bala grandara bariante. 
Omanda Kabakra Kasipara Kasikalabrapa Kalalabasikante. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you that your mercy is in this place. Thank you for crowning us with your goodness, with your loving kindnesses, O Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You've taken our pains. You've taken our sicknesses. You've taken our curse. You've taken every lying demonic thing. Given us your blessing. We receive, we receive, we receive, we receive. We give you praise, we give you thanks, hallelujah. Faithful God, faithful God, faithful God. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, hallelujah. Praise the Lord God, who lives forever, hallelujah. Praise God. If you hear any different sounds here and there, it's probably just the rain pitter-pattering on the roof or something. But I believe um, you're enjoying your time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's uh, open up our Bibles to the book of uh, Philippians and uh, observe a thing or two before we go on. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Philippians, the third chapter. Notice verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Hallelujah. So there is a power and a reality in saying the same thing again and again. And uh, the more you care for people, the more you're going to say the same thing. Hallelujah. In spite of being uh, regarded as maybe boring, I've heard that before, or whatever you know, our soul may come up with as a, a reaction to hearing the same thing again. You know, when we were growing up, um, we had people who would always talk about things that happened over and over in the past and some of our relatives would just say oh here goes the newsreel and the flashback hallelujah you know just always talking about those things again and again and it was comical and you know everybody would laugh oh there she goes again ha 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 newsreel flashback it's gone to black and white etc all those kind of things you know just the proof that we we don't like hearing the same thing over and over but Notice God has only written one book. He didn't write different books for each day. <laughs> but uh, we may have to, just like food, eat similar things almost every other day. You can't say, I've been eating for you know, 30 years and uh, I think I'm just going to rest because I've eaten enough for the rest of my life. <laughs> so it, it goes beyond that. 
and we have to take it like that. Our soul has to be adjusted that way. That it is a matter of sustenance. It's a matter of life. It's a matter of nourishment. It's a matter of uh, uh, care that God is emphasizing over and over. And it produces stability and uh, a comfort and uh, a solidness about the believer. Hallelujah. Let's hear Philippians 3 verse 1 in Kannada also. So get used to it. Paul said he was not uh, suffering grievously to say that over and over, but he was thinking about their safety. And so uh, safety and concern and uh, strength are the thoughts that he had for his people, the congregation. And so that is how we are supposed to think. We are thinking about the benefit of others. We're saying, this is good for you. You have to feed on this. It's for your benefit, etc. Just like you would uh, cherish your children. And uh, maybe in the beginning they didn't like papaya. And maybe they didn't like uh, tomatoes or whatever. You know, there are things that they just don't go with. Uh, maybe it was carrots. I was not a fan of the carrot movement when I was younger. There was something about that smell that used to irritate me. But today, give me a carrot any day. I'll chomp on it because I know it's good for me. Amen? And so all that carotene and all of the benefits of the vitamin A and all of that. So we need to understand that maybe at some point we don't appreciate the fact that it's care and concern and benefit that is being cons- considered on our behalf when we are told the same thing again and again. But um, God is a faithful God and we need to trust him. Notice Philippians, the fourth chapter, has a line in the opening there. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and long for my joy and crown so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. He is uh, definitely emphasizing that he loves them very dearly. They are his dearly beloved. This church must have been very close to his heart for him to say these things again. He said also that they were his crown and his joy. Hallelujah. So uh, for a pastor or a person who has been given oversight, to feed the flock of God, he is thinking about them and also the fact that they are going to be his joy one day uh, and crown and reward. Hallelujah. So we need to begin to see things clearly that the maturity of the saint, the growing up and development of the saints of that local church is going to end up as a reward for the pastor. Hallelujah. Interesting thought. And so um, there is work to be done if we need to get those crowns going. Hallelujah. Let's hear Philippians 1 uh, also in Canada. That was Philippians 4.1. I think I said Philippians 1. Praise God. Anyhow, 
Let's look at another verse just like that. Notice there in 1 Thessalonians 2, the uh, 19th verse. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? So there you go, the same sentiment, uh, voice there. Hope, joy, crown, rejoicing. When? In the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. Praise God. So this is what makes it all worth it. This is what we are uh, working for. This is our hope. This is our expectation. This is the imagination or the carrot that is at the end of the stick that we are working towards. Hallelujah. Verse 20 continues, For you are our glory and our joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, um, it's an interesting thought that we are actually called to work with people, work with lives, and help them mature, stable, strengthened, comforted lives that have a reality of God and heaven and this final day. Hallelujah. And that we are working toward that, and that is our reward. So, I am supposed to be basically working on maturing the saints, which is going to turn around as a reward for me. Hallelujah. Let's hear also this in Canada, 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20. Hallelujah. So there are all of these things and uh, we have to press through and see it that way and constantly be reminded that this is what we're doing and not be uh, moved aside, uh, distracted to see it just from a purely natural, earthly way of looking at things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice there, from the previous verses he says in 17, But we brethren being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. So there was, you know, times when he could not meet them the way he wanted to, and he desired to see them, be with them, seeing their face with great desire. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. So we have the adversary there trying to stop this from happening, from uh, the minister having that uh, relationship of fulfillment, uh, being able to build up and enjoy uh, the fellowship of the saints, the congregation there, and desire and love and all of these things that are in the heart of the minister for that church, for that local congregation. Satan knows about that and is doing his best to hinder that. Can you see that? So our adversary knows these things. <laughs> in fact, he may know the Bible in quote in a certain way better than a lot of people. <laughs> and so... Um, Praise God. We have to actively go against that and make sure we're able to 
complete the work that was given to us. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 17 and 18 also in Kannada. Sahodarare, Navantu Dehadali Matra Nimmanu Swalpa Kala Agalidaru Rudayadali Agalade Nimma Mukavanu Nuduvadake Atyashe in the Bahada Prayatna Madidivu. Adadarinda Nimma Badige Baruvadake Namage Manasitu, Kegu Paula Nemba Nanu Undiradu Sari Baruvadake Adinu, Adare Saitananu Namage Abhyantara Madidanu. So I, I was reminded the other day of how, you know, you would have to travel great distance and uh, go to somebody's house and continue teaching them week after week, you know, basic doctrines and so on, and then uh, ultimately notice that they are not that interested and uh, the fag end of the day when the time is to sleep and rest, uh, that's when you have with them and they are sleepy and they don't really uh, enjoy your coming there. And you have to bear with all of these things uh, week after week, month after month, so that you can build them up in the things of God. Hallelujah. That is a, a deep thing. It's a hard thing. And it doesn't matter, you know, you cross seven seas, uh, eight gullies, and a couple of lakes. Hallelujah. As long as you can meet that face and commit those things to them, and then come back home real late, tired, and all of that. But you can see what it's all about. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's about the safety and the benefit of the congregation, which is eventually going to become the crown on the head. Hallelujah. Very interesting. Thank God that um, we can see these things from the word of God, and Satan knows that, and he may try to hinder. Praise God. Once and again. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll try it, you know, as long as Paul wanted to meet them. Once and again, Satan tried to hinder him. Praise God. Now, no, no one is perfect, but this is the target to which we are driven. Hallelujah. Praise God. With those kind of thoughts in mind, let's uh, look at a few uh, other verses. Let's go to First Samuel chapter 3. This is um, interesting how it is worded there. In the first verse, it says, The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Notice that the word of the Lord was precious in those days. I believe the word of the Lord should be precious today also. Hallelujah. It cannot just be written that it was precious in those days. Hallelujah. Prized, valuable, uh, weighty, splendid, rare, costly. Such thoughts. Hallelujah. It should be transcending time and coming to our time today. And it should become just like that. The word of the Lord should be precious today. Hallelujah. So we must understand that whether we know it or not, the word is precious to God because he and his word are one. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Son, of the Father rather, full of grace and truth. That was the Lord Jesus. And the word and our relationship and esteem that we give to the word is 
actually what we are giving to him. And we must understand that it is precious. Amen. It cost his life to give us new births, born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives forever. Hallelujah. And we were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but by the precious blood of a lamb. Hallelujah. Without spot or blemish or any such thing. Such kind of thoughts are connected there. There was no person who was pure, who was holy, who was right, who obeyed God, who could obey God, but this precious Lord. He and his word are today as precious as ever. Hallelujah. And so it is the reaction of the individuals that is being spoken of here. The word must become precious to us. Hallelujah. The word is always precious on itself, on its own, uh, by itself. And now we have to begin to see that preciousness. So that is basically our work. Hallelujah. Making that word rare, costly, weighty, and precious. Hallelujah. Above all else. Thank God that we can spend time studying it, giving our thoughts to it our meditations to it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go on and look at another scripture. Did we share that? Not yet. Let's read First Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. So if you consider thoughts like that, you would have noticed by now that other things are vying for that position, uh, competing for that position of being precious. And we have to decide and value that which is truly valuable so that we can restore in our lives uh, the preciousness of God's word. Hallelujah. As it dominates and takes its place in our lives, it will also begin to dominate and take its place in other lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice in Hosea chapter 4, uh, it goes on down to a familiar scripture. Verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Hmm. Interesting. So here you see uh, Israel was originally supposed to be a nation of priests which were going to uh, unveil God to other nations and be a testimony that God is alive, the God of Israel, he is God. But uh, they began to belittle the word of God and its preciousness and therefore they had to face the other side of the coin which was life without God, without his benefits, without his covenant. And so destruction came. Notice that. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Hmm, very interesting. That is a very simple way of looking at it. When you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Isn't that interesting? So our value... Uh, that we assign to the things of God, to the word of God, 
is the uh, reciprocal result that we also receive. Hallelujah. Very interesting. My people, these are his people. This is not the world he's talking about. Covenant people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have not been able to value that word and give it its place and have taken it as anything else and maybe even reduced its value below other things and it came to a place where they rejected knowledge. So problems began to uh, surface. And so when you see scriptures in the Old Testament that says, you know, things like God shut Hannah's womb or things like that, it's not really God who is doing it because it's not God who forced Adam and Eve to sin. It was their choice. They were his people. He created them for benefits that he knows better about life, life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. But their choices, when they affect God and refuse God and reject God and his counsel, notice it's through his counsel, his word, they begin to see the enemy come in. We have an adversary that tries to hinder us, that stops the plan of God in our life. But um, because God has given us freedom to choose, we see the choice and the consequence. So the only blanket statement that anyone could use is, God allowed it. You know, God allowed it, God shouldn't have allowed it, etc., etc., God shouldn't allow anybody to go to hell, right? God should get everybody saved. He should not allow anybody to choose against him, right? Yeah, but God allows it because that is a proof truly of love. That is the proof of honor that you are given a freedom to choose. Hallelujah. Very interesting thought. Let's, uh, did we read verse 6? No, let's read verse 6. Hallelujah. Notice how the first verse starts. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. This is emphatic. This is God speaking. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there is no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of God in the land. See, so God has arguments and problems with the people because there's no Bible study. <laughs> there's no avenue to feed people with the knowledge of God in the land that is how it affects that land that's how it affects those people that's the way God sees it hallelujah so God is limited by our lack of this knowledge becoming precious and affecting us and thereby affecting the land God will have some argument some controversy with us he'll say hey 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 there's no Bible study going on in this land. Nobody is listening to what I have to say. I have some quarrel with you. I have some dispute with you. I have a controversy with you. I have strife with you. 
God says, I have some problems with you. I have a contest with you. I have some legal problems with you because you are not giving me and my word time and place in the land. Hallelujah. That's the word of the Lord. Praise God. So we have to begin to see (laughs) that you truly cannot separate God's word from him. If you have to enjoy the reality of the reason for which we were created by God, we must have foremost up there in our lives the word of God and it must be given that place again and again because it will naturally fall and slough down. It's just like that. Like for instance, God created gravity. But you cannot blame him for everybody falling. The guy who broke his leg and said, God, it was because of you. You created gravity. You see, we have to uh, cooperate and adjust based on knowledge of that. And then we can enjoy actually the benefits of gravity and see how water can be trickled down into the earth properly and affect uh, the growth of things, etc. We can use the benefits of this gravity and thank God for people who said F is equal to MA, force is equal to mass multiplied by acceleration and sometimes acceleration due to gravity. So they have, you know, begun to learn and participate with those principles of gravity. The forces that are out there that God has created. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can't blame God for creating gravity. It's the same thing. We have to cooperate with whatever God has given to us to now deal with the challenges out there and see the blessing in the land. Hallelujah. Let's hear Hosea 4.1 also in Canada. Israelina Makkalada Nivu Kattana Vakya Vannu Kediri Deshada Nivasigala Sangada Kattanige Tarkavuntu Deshadalli Satyavu Illa Kanikaravu Illa Illave Devara Tiluvadi Keyu Illa Praise God. Notice how many times Illa was mentioned. <sighs> this is how God looks at things and it's vital to see it from his viewpoint. See, we have access to the mind, how God thinks through his word. This is how he sees it. Isn't that interesting that we can see it how God sees it? If you look in Leviticus 26, you will see how God thinks and uh, his benefits very early. Of course, verse 1 says, You shall have no idols, no graven image, no standing image. (laughs) In other words, anything else before God, it should be God himself. Keep his Sabbaths or talk about the grace of God. That Sabbath is all about resting in the finished work it was supposed to go into their mind that you are not the one in control here God is the one who is working hallelujah working in us both to will and do and we need to cooperate with him reverence my sanctuary it's all about reverence there walking in his ways keeping his ways I will give you rain in the due season the land shall yield her increase trees of the field yield their fruit. If we cooperated like that, the results were positive, increase, yield. Hallelujah. 
the threshing uh, shall reach to the vintage, the vintage shall reach to the sowing time, you shall eat your bread to the full, dwell in the land safely. Hallelujah. So there it is, as we cooperate with the word and give it its preciousness and see it the way God sees it, these provisions would be available of fullness. Verse 6, I will give peace in the land. You shall lie down, none shall make you afraid. I will rid evil beasts out of the land. Hmm. Neither shall the sword go through the land. All of these privileges were available as they gave God reverence. As they did it his way. You shall chase your enemies. They shall fall before you by the sword. That means even if there was war, they, they would defeat the enemies. Now, interesting stuff. That they will be able to chase thousands. Five would chase you know, uh, thousands, ten thousand, enemies falling. Verse 9, I will have respect unto you and make you fruitful, multiply you, establish my covenant with you, you shall eat, etc., etc. So you notice, um, verse 12, I will walk among you, I will be your God, you shall be my people. Does that sound familiar? Praise God. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, they've gone through Egypt and all that. He says in 13, I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. But if you will not hearken unto me, I will not do all these commandments. And will not do all these commandments. If you shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that you will not do all my commandments, but you break my covenant, I also will do this unto you. Oh man. Stop there for a minute and see that there's a, there's a deal there going on where we understand that Jesus has paid the price that we don't have to suffer the broken curse of the law aspect. Hallelujah, where we break the law, we break all of these. And Jesus said, I know them. I know them very well. I have been tested, tempted, tried in all points like they are. And I'm paying the price. Put it all on me, all of their failure, all of their mess ups. Lay it on me. I will bear it all so that you can in turn bring only the blessing upon them. Isn't that awesome? That that is the reality of the new covenant. So verse 17 and things like that. I will set my face against you. You shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you. You shall flee when none pursueth you. Notice all of that. All of these things where they were beaten. They were not allowed to rest. Where they were just running. They were scared. Where nothing was being produced etc etc misery wastage failure all of those things were the evil consequence which Jesus bore hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah let's read something or two just you know for the sake of seeing how God sees it notice um, let's read maybe verse 3 and then 4 and rejoice ನೀವು ನನ್ನ ನಿಯಮಗಳ ಪ್ರಕಾರ ನಡೆದುಕೊಂಡು ನನ್ನ ಆಜ್ಞೆಗಳನ್ನು ಕೈಕೊಂಡು ಅವುಗಳಂತ
ನಿಮಗೆ ಮಳೆಯನ್ನು ತಕ್ಕ ಕಾಲದಲ್ಲಿ ಸುರಿಸುವೆನೋ ಆಗ ಭೂಮಿಯು ಅದರ ಬೆಳೆಯನ್ನು ಕೊಡುವುದು ಹೊಲದ ಮರಗಳು ಅವುಗಳ ಫಲವನ್ನು ಕೊಡುವವು ನೀವು ನಿಮ್ಮ ಶತ್ರುಗಳನ್ನು ಹಿಂದಟ್ಟುವಾಗ ಅವರು ಕತ್ತಿಯಿಂದ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಮುಂದೆ ಬೀಳುವರು ನಾನು ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಲಕ್ಷಿಸಿ ಅಭಿವೃದ್ಧಿ ಮಾಡಿ ಹೆಚ್ಚಿಸಿ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಸಂಗಡ ನನ್ನ ಒಡಂಬಡಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಸ್ಥಾಪಿಸುವೆನು ನಾನು ನಿಮ್ಮ ಮಧ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿ ನಡೆದು ನಿಮ್ಮ ದೇವರಾಗಿರುವೆನು ನೀವು ನನ್ನ ಜನರಾಗಿರುವಿರಿ Oh hallelujah. Can you see the heart of God there that it was eventually about being with his people, enjoying communion with his people, walking with them, living with them, being their God and they are his people. Hallelujah. Can you see that heart which we saw in the heart of Paul also? It is the same heart that was being communicated. I want to see you. I want to enjoy you my dearly beloved. my crown my joy i want to continue to say these things to you because that's the heart of the father and that's the heart of the people that he has put in position to feed them these truths to make it real so that they are stable established settled so that they do not suffer the other side which jesus has already born hallelujah in other words they have to be convinced again and again and again that they don't have to bear those other things because there's a natural thinking from the natural man that does not receive the things of the spirit that will kick in and refuse this knowledge hallelujah praise god so it has to be drilled in hammered in over and over because of the safety and security of the hero hallelujah because he's surrounded by just natural life and natural consequences and he his mind immediately begins to follow a pattern you see they did this so that's what happened so if i do this this is what happens etc etc and they instantly begin to uh, point the finger at god it's your fault i don't have this because of you i don't have that because of you i'm talking about his people but if the knowledge is received then things begin to change oh the curse is over i don't have to bear that and with that conviction we're able to refuse and reject anything else that boldness and stability to stand and say no i am not accepting this jesus already took it comes because of hearing it and hearing it and being confident and assured and settled in it and we are safe in that place hallelujah glory to god so you can see again it is his counsel it is his word of what he has done for us coming back to our memory coming back to our thinking and being placed in the highest place that is very very important glory to god notice the line in second corinthians 6 uh just repeating what he said verse 16 and what agreement has the temple of god with idols for you are the temple of the living god as god has said i will dwell in them i will walk in them i will be their god they shall be my people so can you see how his heart has been all the time 
He's saying, finally, I'm just going to come and live with you. (laughs) Can you see that kind of person being almighty God? It's hard to imagine that such a powerful individual who created everything, who owns everything, who spoke everything into existence, actually said, this is what I've wanted all the time, to just be there with you, to be your God, your people, to walk and live among you. And it has come to pass in the new covenant, but it is still in the invisible realm. Because he is invisible and the real things are still from the spirit realm that created everything in the natural. Everything you see came from the invisible. Everything that you perceive with the natural came from the parent force which is invisible. Hallelujah. And so our senses have to be trained again and again, over and over, tutored and put in place to respond to the invisible which the word unveils to us. Hallelujah. That God is now our God and we are his people and he's walking amongst us and he wants to enjoy the benefit of being with us. Hallelujah. Of being recognized and treated with that honor, treated with that preciousness. How? By treating his word with that preciousness. Giving his word that place. Otherwise, what happens is it spills over into the nation. And that nation cannot enjoy the benefits for which God would have entitled it. So we are the salt and the light. Can you see how it it opens up? So if there is a nation that refuses these things and does not allow these things, they are opening themselves up to the other side. Living there is going to be super harsh. There's going to be you know, no sensitivity to the normal things. It's going to be barbaric. It's going to be uh, animalistic. It's going to be torture to just live in that place. So people would rather look for other safe havens, greener pastures. And the reason why those places became green and safe was because they started out by honoring God's word and giving it place. And so the positive aspect and the blessings came and became evident. But when the value of those things began to deplete and become common and in fact rejected and despised, guess what happened? Yes, the same problems began to show up which were inhuman, which were vile, which were animal in those so-called green pasture nations. Now we have come full cycle and we can see it before our eyes what is happening. So today, my brother, my sister, as his own beloved people, as his chosen temple, who he has now finally achieved the goal of being able to live in and dwell in and walk among, how much more should we be excited and rejoicing again and again saying, God is living inside me. God has actually come to dwell with me and walk in me and go around in me and be at home with me. Hallelujah. And so I can reverence him again and enjoy the benefit of placing him in the highest place as the most high and dwell under the shadow 
of that Most High, the Almighty Himself. Praise the Lord under His care, under His benefits, and see thousand fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, and no evil, no plague coming near me, seeing the benefits of salvation, seeing angels intervening in our lives, etc., etc. Praise the Lord. But notice, every time you read the 91st Psalm, it just drops again to da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. That's the natural man. That's the natural man. He's like that. And he does not receive the things of the Spirit. And he has to be literally clobbered into place. You have to pick him up again, bang the word into him again, and again, and again. Hallelujah. So this is what it's all about. There is a part of us that is actively trying to hinder the reality and preciousness of God's word and God. And we must appreciate that and notice that Satan is not living in you anymore. Satan is out there, but he can try to hinder us because he has a twin brother, the fallen nature, the nature of the flesh that is cohabiting and is the material of the housing in which we are living. The walls are all full of the nature of the devil. Imagine, walls are just talking to you and you listen, that sounds like the devil, that sounds like the devil, that sounds like the devil. The walls are completely siding with the devil. And that's your house. You cannot listen to that wall. You just be a wall. You just be right there. You cannot interfere in the conversation in this house. You have no right to do that. You're a wall. You just be there. You stay right there. (laughs) It's amazing. But, you know, we buddy up to the wall. And we say, oh, nice wall. Let's take care of this wall. Good wall. And they just spend time with the wall. Fellowshipping with the wall. How strange. How odd. But this would not have been clear to us until we stopped reading anatomy. Grace anatomy. And all of that stuff. And started reading just one small book called the Bible. That little book has the power in it to knock everything out and give you God's version of what it is. In those days, the word of the Lord was precious. The word of the Lord was precious. The word of the Lord, it should be known today that the word of the Lord is precious. And therefore, I must say that it's because of you that this land is blessed. It is simply because of you that this land is enjoying benefits. It is a written fact in the word of God that that's the truth. Hallelujah. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, if they turn from their wicked ways, that's all the way it was written, and seek me, guess what? He would bless. He would do this, 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 this. So it was based on him and his people. If they would flow with things, if they did it right, the whole land got the the benefit. So I want you to see how precious you are in the sight of God in this nation. And Satan, our adversary, knows that. And he's trying to hinder 
the work of God's own administration, the church. He's the head of that admin. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We have that word. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Hallelujah. Hmm. My brother, my sister, we have so much to enjoy. We have so much to benefit from in God's way today. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can read 2 Corinthians 6, 15 and then 16. And so we are not talking about some kind of physical idol. Hallelujah. We're talking about anything that takes the place of God and reduces the preciousness of God and His Word. That is the idol. Are you out there today? We are not called to that low level of thinking. It is all in here now. What is the highest thing in your mind? Anything that stands against the knowledge of God is too high. It has to be brought down. Anything that stands against the knowledge of God has become too high. It has become too much for you. It has to be brought down. And God and His word has to be exalted in the mind. Through the knowledge. Because the mind is going to involve knowledge. Thinking. Knowing certain things. And that's why this is precious. The knowing of the word. Knowing the accuracy of it. Understanding the integrity of it. Etc. Etc. And that is what we want to spend our time doing. Hallelujah. Because one of these days, very soon, you're going to see him face to face. Hallelujah. And those who have enjoyed him today, while he was still in heaven, at that point... You enjoyed him as though he was here walking amongst us as our God and we his people have a foretaste of that. Have a foretaste of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Have a foretaste of the millennium. Have a foretaste of Jesus enthroned. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The 17 continues, Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. And will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Isn't it interesting that he's already our father? That's why we pray our father. And we are his sons. We are already his children. We are the ones who belong to the Almighty. But then, notice that the benefits of that are what he's talking about. The blessing... And intimacy that we could enjoy is what he's talking about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. So, think about that. Consider that. Imagine God living inside you. Actually resident inside you. Hallelujah. 
we have to lay hold on that we have to take hold of that praise god so we we must read let's read this and then uh, proceed second uh, corinthians 6:17 and then 18 adadarinda avara madhyadallinda neevu horage bandu pratyekavagiri idallade ashuddhavada yavadannu muttadiri endu kartanu helutane nanu nimmannu serisikondu nimage tandeyagiruvenu neevu nanage kumara kumarteyagiruviri endu sarvashaktanada kartanu helutane glory to god hallelujah thank you jesus so we have to deal with this you know and see practically notice in first timothy 6 uh it says there fight the good fight in verse 12 of faith lay hold on eternal life where unto thou art also called and as professed a good profession before many witnesses so there is something called laying hold why should you lay hold make it yours now the benefits of that life of god himself dwelling in us actually a uh, superimposing his life where it is his life that is in us not our life anymore it is no longer i that lives but christ living in us notice that it will require a fight we have to fight and we have to fight by faith we have to fight by the word of god we have to use what the word has said to make it real hallelujah so that we can lay hold on those benefits otherwise it is possible to have god in us and have no benefit of it even if you took nothing from the word and believed and took no promise from god's word while you were on the planet you'll still go to heaven Do you know that? <laughs> If you got nothing but you just died, you got saved and you were persecuted and you were killed, you'll still be rejoicing in heaven streets. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's how awesome it is to just be in Christ, to just be saved. Hallelujah. Woo! But this is the next level where you are now willing to accommodate another kind of life that will now overwhelm and overcome any other thing praise god hallelujah fighting the good fight helps us to lay hold on the benefits of this life of god in us and with us hallelujah notice otherwise we have just professed a good profession before many witnesses that we are saved and that's it Let's read 1 Timothy 6:12. Nambikeya shreshta horatavannu maadu nityajeevavannu hididuko adakkagiye neenu kareyalpattiddi neenu aneka saakshigala munde olle arikeyannu maadiddi ella. So a daily confession of the word I am free from the curse. I'm free from barrenness. I'm free from being poor. I'm free from being a beggar on the earth wandering up and down i am free from all that i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm enjoying a higher life there's a higher law working in me etc etc becomes something that we have to enforce as a law and a rule of dominion because of the grace of god hallelujah 
Go with me to Romans chapter 5. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Notice the 17th verse. For if by one man's offense, so put all the blame on that one man, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. There we go. We have obtained abundance of grace to go the opposite direction and dominate over every failure and fault that the first man, Adam, brought into this world. You can dominate and rule over it as a king. That is what the grace of God through Jesus Christ has given to us. And it has to be enforced and it has to be thought about and meditated on and repeated over and over and over until it rises up within us to a place where we say, I can't take it anymore. You have to be under my feet. Every demonic thing has to bow. (laughs) I am not receiving this curse anymore. I have had enough. We have to be truly fed up and stand in opposition to it. Praise God. And therefore, if a pastor cares, if the leader cares, he has to repeat these things again and again and again. Until they are settled in it and safe in it. Hallelujah. So don't be ever uh, irksome or disturbed or pestered by repetitions of the same message. There is something in your flesh that would like to say, I've heard that before. I've heard that. I've gone through the whole doctrine, etc., etc. I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, maps and everything. Don't fall for that lie. Hallelujah. Don't fall for that trick. That is a trick that's trying to hinder you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hear Romans 5.17 also and then move along. Glory to God. So let's look at Philippians 3 and proceed. Observe there. Verse 20. For our conversation or citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. One of these days he's coming through that sky and he will be hovering in the sky and you and I will join him there and be with him forever. Comfort yourselves with these thoughts. Hallelujah. It's going to happen and I'm telling you it's so close. Just read the news if they publish it properly. People are arming themselves to the teeth and getting ready for catastrophic war. It is happening all around the globe right now. Who shall change our vile body? Finally, that wall has to be changed. (laughs) Finally, the walls have to be changed. They are changed. He will finally change that vile body. So till the day you see him, That body, that vile wall, 
is going to be there and you have to deal with it. <laughs> Till that day. But thank God that day is coming. Hallelujah. And that wall, that vile body will be changed that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. And you will look at it and say, oh wow, what a body I got. That's the time to really pose off and say, oh, look at what, look what the Lord has given me. Like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So the submission of that body in its entirety will not happen until we see him face to face. Till that day, he's going to come against you. That body is going to keep coming with his vileness again and again. And you must not play with it. <laughs> you must be serious about it. And you know, don't fall for that lie that it's, that's you. That's not you. That's the wall. And it has vileness in it. And it's trying to just sugarcoat itself around you. Meanwhile, the real inhabitant himself is being sidelined, sidetracked, treated as though he doesn't live there. The God who said, I am their God, I am their Father, I live in them, I walk with them. Praise God. So we have to keep hearing this and hearing it and hearing it until it seeps into our being and becomes a reality and a confidence by which we now dominate and demand that everything has to come in line. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hear um, Philippians 3, 20 and 21 also. Kannada. Navadaru paraloka nivasigalu, allindale rakshakanu baruvadanu iduru nodutta iddeve, atane kattanada yesu kristanu. Atanu yellavanu tanage adina madikola laguva parakramavanu sadisi dina vastila namma dehavanu rupantara padisu vadake shaktanagidu prabhava ulatana dehake sarupe vaguvante maduvanu. Amen. So the difference here is understanding that, taking uh, cognizance of it, recognizing that, and then using the word of God as ammunition to dominate over these things. Hallelujah. Notice 16 says, Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. This becomes a rule for us, a principle for us to notice and enforce again and again from the mind. Hallelujah. It's important that your mind takes this and it becomes one with it. Hallelujah. Brethren, be followers together of me. We have a good example in, in Paul. Be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. So you're supposed to have certain people that you can see. It's like Paul. He's walking like Paul. He's believing like Paul. He's taking the scriptures written to the church, the present truth, and walking in it. Hallelujah. And mark them and follow. Notice that. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. In other words, they started out saying, yes, I believe. I, ha I accept the cross. The cross is my portion. But then, because the mindset 
is there in every one of us. The mind that says, you've heard it before. You don't have to hear it again. You know that. Yeah, I've heard about the cross. I'm a Christian, man. What are you talking about? I'm a believer. You know, such things. And uh, I don't need to keep hearing this. Come on, man. This is for basic people. Just beginners. You know, you go to church all the time. You are always involved in all of these uh, doctrine classes. And you never meet, miss any meeting, etc., etc. That's all beginning stuff. Then as you develop, you become, you know, uh, the guy who knows. And you know so much that, you know, you really don't have to be there so often. And you don't have to really pay that much attention. You can deal with other things because you got the foundation. You're okay. Your foundation is good. See? So it creeps in like that. And then you actually become an enemy of the cross. So anything that has to do with talking like that, you don't want to listen to it at all. That kind of preaching, not for me. This is what I listen to. Oh, you guys start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, there are many others you have to listen to. There are so many other teachings available. And they forward you all of these things. And you start listening. And then you also begin to entertain that kind of attitude. And you don't listen to these kind of truths that Paul is talking about. And then you begin to just have a certain menu and diet that you choose. And then you begin to separate yourself gradually until you are too big. You cannot even be seen in a church. Because once you come there, everybody else has to do hallelujah for you. I came. And they have to burn crackers and kill cows for you. Because you came. He came to that church. Wow. He goes to that church? Really? He goes there? It becomes like that. But honestly speaking, you have become an enemy of the cross. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. Another word for wall is belly. Whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. What do you make the wall out of? Earth. Earth. So what's, what's he talking about here? They find out that they don't live the full life in fact, they kind of live a certain way and they die a certain way. Kind of tough. Praise God. Hard to say. Praise God. You know, it's really interesting. Okay, let's just read that. And then move on. Let's start from verse 17 or 16 all the way to 19. Praise God. 
ಅನೇಕರು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಶಿಲುಬೆಗೆ ವಿರೋಧಿಗಳಾಗಿ ನಡೆಯುತ್ತಾರೆ ಅವರ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿ ನಾನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಎಷ್ಟೋ ಸಾರಿ ಹೇಳಿದೆನು ಈಗಲೂ ಅಳುತ್ತಾ ಹೇಳುತ್ತೇನೆ ನಾಶನವೇ ಅವರ ಅಂತ್ಯಾವಸ್ಥೆ ಹೊಟ್ಟೆಯೇ ಅವರ ದೇವರು ನಾಚಿಕೆ ಕೆಲಸಗಳಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ಅವರ ಗೌರವವು ಅವರು ಭೂಸಂಬಂಧವಾದವುಗಳ ಮೇಲೆ ಮನಸ್ಸಿಡುತ್ತಾರೆ Hallelujah. From the early stages of Genesis, we saw that if they agreed and they thought about something and they pondered and spoke that same language, whatever they imagined, they would do. That is a reality. So the world can use it, the believer can use it. And success, in quote, can be achieved. But what is the real success? According to these verses, it is allowing God's word to be precious and and enjoying god that is success hallelujah enjoying him as a father and you as his children you know each one of us enjoying that place and not being dominated by the wall hallelujah i put my body under i bring it to subjection lest after i preach to others i myself should be a castaway the words that paul used if he could become a castaway don't you think any believer could become a castaway or unprofitable in other words there is a thin line a fine line that we have to maintain and keep going and when you miss it you quickly run to 1 John 1:9 and god forgives and forgets and we should also release ourselves and go forward forgetting the things that are past pressing on to the things that are ahead we follow that rule we follow that way we walk in that pattern again and again praise god somebody may say this is just a rat race no you have one day forget about rat race and everything else the world calls it go with god it's not a rat race it's not the same old same old talk to your food like that ah steak you're just same old nothing special about you onion rings <laughs> chips <laughs> coca cola <laughs> now i've had you before you go sit there you can talk like that to your food can you well let's see <laughs> so observe proverbs 1 notice verse 7 the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge fools despise wisdom and instruction so you can see here how god says foolishness can be bound to us and it has to be driven away where is it bound to the flesh he does not receive the things of the spirit they are foolishness unto him the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit but they are foolishness to him that is where it's bound and it has to be driven away it has to be dealt with by correction by the word of god hallelujah so the reverence and respect and honor of the lord his word his knowledge is what now causes us to rise up thank you lord jesus with wisdom comes length of days riches and honor isn't that what everybody's looking for hallelujah notice if you say you follow okay 
Um, let me see. I, I like to respect my parents. Okay, do. Where did that come from? It came from the word of God. You want to respect your parents? Do it in the Lord. In the Lord. The new covenant is all in the Lord. It's in Christ that we are saved. Outside of Christ, we're not saved. Outside of Christ, these privileges are not ours. You're not saved by any other way, by following some kind of laws out there, principles of the ancient people, you know, etc. Puranas of the ancient people. That's not what saves you. It's what Christ has done. What the grace of God has given to us in Christ that saves us. But if you looked at Ephesians 6, for instance, it says, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. So you cannot now begin to abuse your children, saying that they have to obey you. No, you cannot. It has to be in the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can abuse your children. They can be brought up with abuse. And that's not right. What is right? In the Lord. In the parenthesis of how Jesus says it. How the new covenant speaks. Verse 2. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. Hallelujah. That it may be well with thee. God knows what is well. God knows what is good. That it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Isn't this what he was talking about in Leviticus? Way, 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 way back there. Can you see that he knows the good things. He knows what it means to be blessed. He knows what it means to have a good, full, long life. That has not changed. Praise God. But it is in the parenthesis of the grace of God in Christ that we now follow certain ways of doing things. Hallelujah. And therefore, don't forget, going back to our scripture in uh, Proverbs 1, it is the fear of the Lord, the instruction, the counsel of God that helps us to enjoy these benefits. Let's read Proverbs 1, 7 and then continue. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I would probably have to read one or two verses more. Verse 9, They shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not, if they say, Come with us. There's always going to be a beckoning from out there. Come with us. You have to say, no, we're not coming. I've got stuff to do. I've got other priorities. Hallelujah. Can't just go with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 13, we shall find all precious substance. Shall fill our houses with spoil. There's a lot of enticement going on there. Precious substance, houses full of spoil, what everybody's looking for. Walk thou not in the way with them. 15. Refrain thy foot from their path. Can't walk with them. You have to say, this is as far as I go. I'm sorry. Their feet run to evil. 
These things are possible even among believers. Believers who are not submitted to this kind of truth, to the word of God, are going to throw these kind of enticements at you. Why don't you join us? Why don't you do this with us? Why don't you do that with us? So you have to rely on the instruction of God, praying, seeking His face, reverencing Him, respecting Him, to find out. And if you mess up, say 1 John 1, 9, go quickly, forgive me Father, I messed up. I saw other enticements, I saw other alluring things, I saw other targets, rather than you, just to sit with you and enjoy fellowship with you, is better than a stalled ox to eat a whole cow. It is better if I would just enjoy you and whatever I have. That would be better. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 19. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners. So greed is there in every wall. And it's going to be looking for the so-called gain. But wisdom cries out. She utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the cheap place of the concourse. The openings of the gates in the city, she utters her words. In other words, wherever you're going, you can still hear wisdom saying, Come, come, come. It's time. It's time. Let's go read the word. Let's go study. Let's go pray. Let's go meditate. How long? 22. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? The, the truth about the word simplicity is foolishness. And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Turn at my reproof. So these things begin to speak to you. Behold, I will pour my spirit onto you. I will make known my words unto you. But notice 24. Because I have called, and you refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded but you have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity, mock when your fear cometh. <sighs> when your fear cometh as desolation, destruction cometh as a whirlwind, distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, I will not answer. They shall seek me early. They shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Remember, sounds like Hosea 4. You rejected. You did not receive. So I will also. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof, all my correction. Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. So you just get what you sowed. You will reap it. Thank God for 1 John 1 9. <laughs> oh, you just run there quickly and say, Forgive me, Lord, I messed up. <laughs> Real fast. You don't waste any moment. That's reverence. You're reverencing Him, you're honoring His word. Hallelujah. For the turning, 32, away of the simple shall slay them, 
and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Prosperity is not good for everybody. Hallelujah. The prosperity of the fool is the prosperity of the person who does not want the word to dominate and become precious above prosperity, above material, above things that have lucrative, notice lucre, lucrative, uh, in quote, profit that is not based on yielding to God's word. Hallelujah. But whoso hearken unto me shall dwell safely, hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. What is better? We all go through these things. Hallelujah. We all have to make choices on a daily basis. We cannot remove chapter 1 and say, that does not fit here. Just because it didn't sound too good. And just keep, uh, you know, chapter 8. <laughs> yes, we can't do that. We have to look at it all comprehensively and say, Lord, forgive me. This is reproof. This is adjustment. This, I have to take this also and ponder about it. Maybe the word is not so precious to me. Today, I don't have time. I'll see next week, brother. Okay. What should the pastor say? No, you come here, otherwise I'll kick you. No, he'll just say, fine. Amen. Say, oh, there you go again. Oh, no problem, I don't have to go again. But this is the heart of God, isn't it? I am only reading his word. It is not part of the diet of some people because it reminds them that they may be making the wrong move. And because they refuse it and refuse it, that so-called prosperity, guess what? It's going to slay them, destroy them. Praise God. Proverbs 22, verse 1. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, loving favor, rather than silver and gold. That sounds like a joke, right? No, you're not serious. Like, come on, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're kidding, right? <laughs> Give me a break, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I didn't say it. I have to reason with this. I have to yield to this. I have to choose this. Amen. So some people say, I have to be careful about my name, man. I need a good name. Yeah, it's good. Try and have a good name. Do your best about having a good name. It's important. Right? Hallelujah. It's vital. God says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. <laughs> and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Wow. See, there are things in the balance there that have to be weighed in comparison to the other. So do your best to have that good name, but it should be in value level compared to other things also. Amen. So would you rather have a name of a person that loved God more than riches? Praise God. It has to be seen. It has to be proven. Yes, I, I need the money, I need the job, I need all of this, but 
I rather have a good name. What is a good name? A good name is a name among people and is a name also that God can give you. Hallelujah. Let's just read those kind of two verses before we park. We'll go to uh, the book of Acts and look at chapter 6. And notice the Bible says in verse 2, Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, It's not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve plates. So, there is the word of God. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. Praise God. So, there is a way that you can look among people and find those who have a good name, a good report. Good report equals good name. Hallelujah. It's not necessarily the way your name sounds. St. Charles of, you know, poor Bandar. No, that's not what we're talking about. It's not about that kind of beauty of how it sounds, and aristocracy and all that. It is about the honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom, Somebody that you can appoint over some business. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 3. We will see some things in Canada shortly. Notice verse 7. It says, Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and snare of the devil. Are you getting this? So we must work at this good name thing. Who's, who's got a good name? A guy who tells lies up and down. A guy who never keeps an appointment. A guy who once the money comes in his hand, you won't see him for weeks. Is that the good name? No. A guy that, you know, basically doesn't respect his family, treats them like trash. Children all messed up. Is that a good name? Mm-mm. Not a good name. Hallelujah. How many of you can see that 1 John 1 9 is important? Woo, hallelujah. Because these things end up as snares. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's read this up in Canada uh, and see what we can do. Um, let's go to Proverbs 1, maybe from 23. Just do a quick one to the end there. Nana Gadarikege Nivu Tirugi Kuriri, Igo, Nima Mele Nana Atma Vanu Surisi Nimage Nana Matugalu Tiruvante Maduvenu Nanu Karedaga Nivu Tiraskarisidda Kagiu, Nanu Nana Kaichachi Daga Yava Manushenu Gamanisade Idda Kagiu Nana Alochene Nu Nivu Lakshisade Nana Gadarike Nu Nivu Beda Vendu Talibita Darindalu Nima Apatinali Nimage Hedarike Baruaga Nimma Bayavu Tivra Dukadanteu Nimma Nashanavu Tufaninanteu Baruaga Apaya Matu Apatu Nimma Mele Baruaga Nanu Sahanaku Parihasya Maduvenu Avaru Nanage Moreduvaru Adare Nanu Avarige Uttara Kodenu Avaru Aturadinda Nananu Udukidaru Kandukuru Vadilla Avaru Tiruvadike Yenu Hage Madi Kartana Bayavanu Arisiko Alade Idadarindalu 
ನನ್ನ ಆಲೋಚನೆಯನ್ನು ಗಮನಿಸದೆ ಇದ್ದದಕ್ಕಾಗಿಯೂ ನನ್ನ ಗದರಿಕೆಯನ್ನೆಲ್ಲ ಅಸಡ್ಡೆ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದಕ್ಕಾಗಿಯೂ ಅವರು ತಮ್ಮ ಸ್ವಂತ ನಡತೆಯ ಫಲವನ್ನು ಅನುಭವಿಸಿ ತಮ್ಮ ಸ್ವಂತ ಕುಯುಕ್ತಿಗಳಿಂದಲೇ ತುಂಬಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವರು ಅಜ್ಞಾನಿಗಳ ವಿಮುಖವು ಅವರನ್ನು ಕೊಲ್ಲುವುದು ಜ್ಞಾನಹೀನರ ಏಳಿಗೆ ಅವರನ್ನು ನಾಶಪಡಿಸುವುದು ನನಗೆ ಕಿವಿಗೊಡುವವನಾದರೂ ಜೀವಿಸಿ ಯಾವ ಕೇಡಿನ ಭಯವಿಲ್ಲದೆ ನೆಮ್ಮದಿಯಲ್ಲಿರುವನು It shouldn't be like this. He's there. He's walking with us. Hi, Dad. Hello, Daddy. Hey, hug him. Enjoy him. What should we do now? Is it okay if we do this? Things like that. Factor in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's read Acts 6, maybe verse 3 also in Canada. ಆದ್ದರಿಂದ ಸಹೋದರರೇ ಈ ಕೆಲಸದ ಮೇಲೆ ನಾವು ನೇಮಿಸುವಂತೆ ಪವಿತ್ರಾತ್ಮನಿಂದಲೂ ಜ್ಞಾನದಿಂದಲೂ ತುಂಬಿದ ಯಥಾರ್ಥವಾದ ಏಳು ಮಂದಿಯನ್ನು ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿಂದ ಆರಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳಿರಿ Paul's testimony here, he says, One Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. In the same hour I looked upon him, and he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see that just one, and should hear the voice of his mouth, you shall be his witness unto all men of what you have seen and heard so he's not just some hard religious kind of guy he's a person who has opened his heart to jesus who is aware of the lord and how the lord speaks and he is he's got a good report with them also out there and he's the one that laid hands on saul could you say therefore that he's a vessel of honor also just like Saul is a vessel of honor chosen yes specially chosen thank god for that he is a disciple he's he's a believer awesome isn't that wonderful let's hear 2212 as we begin to close alli vasisuttidda ananiya emba obba manushyanu ella yehudiyarinda olleyavan endu sakshi padedu nyayapramanada prakara bhaktiyullavanagiddanu glory to god hallelujah we could go on but our time is generally drawn in therefore i want you to consider something the things of god the word and the things of this awesome book are not to limit us but rather to bless us if you see what jesus has done he has taken away the curse but still left us with a choice to listen to the flesh the wall in the house or to the one living in that house who has become our father god the holy spirit living inside us walking with us and we enjoy a father with his children's relationship hallelujah the creator himself so it is through his word that we begin to allow this to become more weighty more valuable more precious than any emotion or feeling that the world and the flesh can bring 
Hallelujah. You're blessed. Let's just worship this king. Lepo soto memprele fidebere recus cuprele mide la fava fravevo vovuto embazande ricazanda la brezula crusto mi fravito cruba danji ebri licama zucrotolo o masapre fifite ondo suco presil pele tresti necruticopo prasti frasto manchu crelti licro sudo braba sembre li frava eno cru epopocu santa bala Oh, we thank you for 1 John 1 9 that we can confess our sins to you, that you will forgive us, you will forget it, you will let it go, and so we also can forgive ourselves and forget the things that are past, and we can look forward to what your plan is for us, O oh Lord. We thank you, we bless you for your mercy on us when we have gone our way rather than your way. We worship you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are a faithful God. That you are helping us to do these things. To become a reality on the earth. To see dominion over all the works of darkness. Over all the challenges that are out there. Thank you Father for this grace in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. You are blessed. Thank you team. Have an awesome week. Hallelujah. Oh sorry. Thank you for the opportunity. You can give in Jesus' name and receive the blessing because God has promised in Jesus' name. Amen.